Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Forsyth, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it Foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Foresight, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. My guest today is an award-winning radio presenter and producer, is seen reporting at many red carpets events, works very hard supporting many charities, loves food and chatting about it, has the best hair, helped me and many others keep entertained and connected during the height of the pandemic and always comes across as such a lovely and genuine person. Welcome, Crossy. Hello, that's lovely. Because they're crying. (laughs) It's like the food part. Oh my God, I think I wreck people's head talking about food. Like, it's just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I get these things in my head where I'm like, oh, I'd love this now, or I'd love that now, or I'd love this. And my mother used to drive my mom crazy when I was when I was a kid because like, oh, mom, I'd like this today. And she's not a good cook. So she'd try her best to try and cook it and she'd make a balls of it. But I think that was the best part about it because, you know, you could kind of talk about the worst food, the best food. Everyone likes food. So there's always, you know, it's a common denominator amongst a lot of people is, you know, why do you talk about food all the time? I was like, well, look, there's a method to the madness. I love food and uh, given that I teach a fitness class you think I wouldn't talk about it as much but yes we are talking about it quite a lot in the studio (laughs) yeah like I think I think you know when COVID happened last year I I remember for two weeks I got really annoyed and I was you know talking about it constantly I was getting like people were giving it and everyone was giving it I was just like you know what from now on I'm just going to predominantly talk about food. No one can be offended by food. No one can be offended or no one will say, look at that dick over there because he likes sausages and chips, you know, whereas they could give out about something else. So I think I just decided to go gung-ho into let's just talk about food. It was one of the only things that we ha- could get joy out of at the yeah. start. Anyway, you could get your takeaways or your food boxes or whatever. So, yeah, it absolutely was something that kept people together. When I think of you, I think of like, carveries and your funeral soup and a good glass of wine and oh it's so weird now because people now tag me in few fu- like they're actually at funerals oh. and they're going oh my god i i know what you mean by funeral soup and i'm like jesus christ you're at someone's funeral like, no don't but um yeah but like there's something nice about it um i used to live across the road from a caterer and he used to have like the only time i ever had his soup was when he was doing a funeral yeah. so that's where I, in my head I came funerals not that I was at loads of funerals but it was just that the soup he was making was for funerals so I was always having funeral soup minus the sadness and I was having it in my house with my family because that was the soup either left over or given to somebody so that's where the whole funeral soup came about and yeah it's just there's a certain taste it's just 
someone said maybe it's the grief that they have. I'm like, sure, no. I said, it's the soup. It's perfect. Well, I suppose it has to, it has to cater to many people. So anything at events like that, it can't be, you know, <laughs> off the wall, like a really hot, spicy, chilly thing, or like it has to be something that everybody vegetable. Cream of vegetable, bit of salt on it, bit of pepper on it, maybe a dollop of cream. Oh my goodness. It has to be blended. None of this healthy, you know, chunks of, carrot or chunks of you know peas everything blended into one. Oh my god even thinking about it now i'm like oh can i i love i love a good creamy soup now i have to say like yeah. one i'm not mad about a broth i know they're all the things but like oh yeah. you're grand yeah we, there's, there's a time and a place for that and usually when i'm like funeral soup there's not the time the podcast a little foresight is where i chat to people and they kind of tell me what they would say to their younger selves but I'm very conscious when I'm talking to somebody who is young like yourself that like you know it's it's not necessarily younger as in you know when you're five or six but they can be that's brilliant it's even last year you know like it's just anything you would tell yourself any kind of advice or encouragement or hints or tips or anything at all that you feel you would tell younger Crossy. Oh god like for me there's loads like there's loads I remember being in um been in school and I wanted to work in radio but I only thought the only way to work in radio was journalism like to read the news and I remember going to some guidance counselors and asking them you know what should I do this should I do that and they're like oh yeah journalism's the only way forward and I mean I broke my arse during the leaving search trying to get certain amount of points like I wasn't brainy but I wasn't you know I got 400 points and I needed 420 for journalism and I didn't get that I was heartbroken. I was like, that's my career gone. That's it. I'm done. Over and done. And because I was told the only way to get to work into the media media was, you know, journalism. So I remember I did an English degree. I lasted a year there. And like, I liked English. I just was, I just went and I had fun and I just, I ended up getting a job in FM 104. I was working in LMFM at the time, a local station in Lytham Mead. And I remember getting a job here and I was trying to, you know, work here, w- go to college and everything. And I said, you know what? There's people coming in here with degrees coming out of their ears and they don't even know how to say hello on, on air. They don't know how to press a button. They don't know how to do this. So I just decided I was quit college. And like, everyone was shocked because I was like, you know, the person who wanted to go to college, the person who wanted to get a degree. And I think for, for like looking back, 17 year old me, I would say you don't need college. Like you did, of course it's good and the experience is great and all that, but I didn't need it. I like, I don't like, I'd like to think one day I go back, but I think looking back at 17 year old me who stressed to the max that I was like, if I don't get this, I'm going to be that. I'm not going to be able to work anymore. I won't be able to, you know, be what I want to be. But yeah, if I, I think I looked back at my 17 year old me, I would be like, you're grand, relax. You don't Absolutely. need it. Absolutely. There's always a side door or a back door, or there's always oh, a different way into something. Like oh, my, I, I listen to my guidance. I don't know. No, the, the theme would be maybe don't listen to guidance counselors quite as much. I listened to my guidance counselor and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually kind of wanted to do journalism as well, but I, she was like, I'll oh, do a generic degree, but do social science because you come out with a science degree. So like, yeah, I've, BSOC SC after my name, woo, instead of BA. But so I was like, okay, grand, I'll do that. And Bella is over there making lots of noise. Apologies, Bella. (laughs) I just brought her for a really long walk, thinking she'd be nice and tired. (laughs) No, she's playing with her toy. Anyway, sorry, going back to it. And like, she was like, yeah, no, do do a generic degree. Now I'm in. 
I'm glad I did it because I think it's a good grounding. But I, apart from when I went to Australia from the for the year, I never actually used my degree. I never used what I did the degree in. And my one thing I would have gone back and said to my younger self, which I spoke about when I spoke in the podcast, is I actually, at the time, so old that there was CAO and CAS. And um, journalism in DC was on a different, it was on the CAS or whatever it wasn't. And I got offered social science in UCD, you know, UCD, da, 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 whatever. And I'm from close enough to there. So, and then I got offered journalism in DCU like a day or two later. And uh, I was like, waiting up. I'm, and my heart wanted journalism, but my head was like, oh, it's in DCU. It's on the other side of the city, da, 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 UCD. And DCU was an amazing university, but at the time it was only new. Everyone knew UCD and I didn't do it. And I'm kind of going, why didn't I do it? <laughs> well, look, you're better off now. But yeah, like it's just, I, I kind of, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I used to stress so much. I think guidance counsellors these days are well more equipped, mm-hmm. I think, because of the internet, because of, you know, like, I'm not saying like I'm, not, I'm like old enough to like, I, I, the internet was only coming out, like we were collecting those Tesco coupons to get the computers. Remember that? That's how, like, that's when I was doing it. <laughs> and I think looking now, I think there's so much more that you can find out yourself. Try having a clue. I was probably the second person in my whole family, you know, like aunts and uncles that was going to college, you know, what would they know? Like they knew nothing, you know, and like they, it, it was this kind of, you know, opening up a door to go. Like I don't even think we had the open days. Like I think we went up in the open days just to go around Dublin and run around. Yeah. It was not, you know, there was nothing of that. And I, I think that's what probably was the worst part about it was that, I wanted it so much and I had the idea in my head of what I wanted, but I never, I just didn't know how to get there. Yeah. There was nobody to go, oh, you did that, blah, blah, blah. And that's the way to do it. But now I think so many people can figure out, you know, and it's so easy with social media. They can contact me, they can whatever and just go, oh, look, I want to work here. I always tell people to, you know, go and get a degree in English or get a degree, just say like your degree or whatever, and then do, do, you know, media on the back burner because at least you can fall into something else. You can work as a business manager or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I think though, and this is something I spoke about with my last um, guest, Jillian, who's like an unbelievable business person. And I think because of social media, because of the internet, people, instant gratification, people think things are going to happen straight away for them. And like, you know, that they don't and I know that they don't but um so I think that probably there there has to be a balance somewhere between what we went through which was you know oh god what am I going to do and like them looking going oh look that Love Islander is making this yeah I'm gonna be famous you know so um yeah there there has to be somewhere in the middle because like you know you know you've grafted you've you've done your late shifts early shifts you know like everyone does all that to do I stood in Mondello in the absolutely lashing rain you know like with a microphone like interviewing people on you do these things to try and get into media and I I think you know there's certain people these days who look at those things and go I'm not doing that (laughs) I remember someone recently was like oh god you're over in London Jesus it must have been great high life and I was going at about 5am we did the breakfast show got straight in a flight I was hanging around London for three hours and I worked on the red carpet for seven hours I said you saw maybe seven minutes, I was like, I didn't eat from two o'clock. And I got back to my hotel room at 1am on my own, turned the light off and had a glass of water and went to bed because everyone was closed. So, but I enjoy that. Like, I love all that. But um, it's like the colour around everything. 
Yeah, and particularly now after the last year and a half, it's amazing getting to go back to red carpet events. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I just uh, I'm I'm booking loads of other there's loads of other stuff coming up now, and it's so good just to go. We're back to normal. Well, kind of back to normal. Normal. Yeah. 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 In there. Okay. This time next year. That although we were saying that this time last year, but this well, that's that's year. what I'm now afraid of. Even thinking that I'm like, no, this time last year we thought the exact same thing, and it still hasn't happened. But look, positive. It's getting better. A lot better. Like it, it is way better. And I know there's 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 awful parts to it still, and there's industries like you know the hospitality industry, which are still massively affected by it, and that's horrendous. And I'm hoping that they're about to make a, a an announcement today. Hopefully, it's not as bad as people think. Yeah, it would be. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. It's it's you know we're still going to go forward somehow with it. But anyway, let's not talk about that at the minute. So, so you're from Navan. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't for a while, like a long time. Jesus, I was very much. See, like I work for a Dublin radio station. We're number one in Dublin. We are Dublin, and <laughs> I just you know like talking about now. You know, it's just you just in my head. It was like Dublin is where I'm from. Like I'm I'm living in Dublin more now. Than I am living in Avon, as in like I'm not 17 years in Dublin now. Yeah. So near, near next year will be ha- more than half my life will be living in Dublin. So yeah. when I lived in Avon, you know, I was shy, quiet. Some bad memories of being bullied. Some bad memories of being shy. So when I moved out of Avon, I kind of closed that door and says bye and see you later. But as the years go by, you kind of realise and you're kind of going Jesus. Maybe I was too hard on the place. Maybe I was, you know, you know, sometimes when you're growing up, these bombs are dropped constantly. And then by the time you become 18 and 19, you can buy yourself, you know, a hotel or a car or mm-hmm. get the hell out of there. You're kind of like, right, I'm leaving the bomb site. And I did. But you, you sometimes you go back and I have. And like, yeah, I've like, I think my first point in Navin in about six years was only recently. Wow. So, yeah, but yeah, no, like I am, and I, like a lot of Jesus, like how many, like Hector, Tommy Tiernan, Pierce Brosnan, Dylan Moran, like there's so many great people from there, and they're all good crack, and everyone's always like, you don't have the accent, and I was like, it comes out the odd time, like if I listen to if I listen to Tommy and Hector much, the accent and like the lads in work will notice that they're like, you listen to Tommy and Hector, is like why they're like your accent comes <laughs> out, and I'm like, oh okay, well, that's the reason why that is because uh, yeah. I talk a bit, I, I kind of listen, and then yeah, it's the worst part. The worst thing about me is that when I um, I'm listening to loads of people, I kind of I start getting the accent in, and like people think I'm taking the piss out, of them, but it's not. I just kind of I'll be the fecker that goes over to New York for a summer, comes back with an American accent. But yeah, yeah. The UK accent is much easier. I remember years ago, my aunt and uncle moved to um, Wicklow Town, and it's quite a strong accent. And way well, it is, it actually is. It's like yeah. yeah, and they're, I mean, they're there in decades now, and my aunt has a twang, but she still has her double accent. My uncle, within about two or three months, he's, you know talking like he's from Wicklow like completely and utterly like you know and it's just, but he's an actor as well so I think maybe that's something to do with it you know it's what you, yeah of course yeah, the creative brain probably or something you know you just kind of you do it so yeah no it's funny <laughs> what would current Crossy tell younger Crossy yeah there's so many like there's so many things I think one of them is right I'm like this is like people always laugh about it now nowadays when I talk about it but when I was young, like, you'll see, like, I'll take my hat off me. Like, I, my skin was always, like, rosy red cheeks. And I, like, when I tell you I was, 
like I couldn't walk into a room. I'd be terrified if I got embarrassed. And I, I remember being ringing chemists, ringing, you know, treatment centers, ringing all these things. And, you know, and I look back, I'm like, I was possessed trying to get operations, trying to get, you know, how do I stop myself from being like that? So yeah, I, I think younger me, sorry, older me to younger me would be like, relax, it's grand. You're never going to worry about it. And like, I don't even think about it now, you know, I probably don't even notice it. But like back then, oh my God, like if someone called my name, I would be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, don't go red, don't go red. And it's mad to think about it because now I kind of laugh. I'm like, I would be the first one to put my hand up and go, hello, everyone. Whereas before I was so shy and when I got really red, so I think that's one thing would be my face. I was like, stop worrying about your face. You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. I think the next thing would be like, um, when I was young, I was like, there's literally no gay in, in Navin. Like Navin had no gays, like no gays, no gays my age. And not the only people I knew of was Graham Norton on TV and um, Brian Kennedy because he was on TV. Um, I'm trying to think of that. your man from UTV, Julian, whatever his name is, oh, yeah. maybe now on the, yeah. And they were the only people I knew. So they were the only people I was looking at that were gay. And I think looking back, if a 16 year old me, I'd love to just say, don't be worrying about it. Be who you are. Do what you want to do. And I know it's very, you know, everyone says that, but I, I would love to go back to 16 year old me and go, stop stressing over it. I used to think if I kissed loads of girls, it would be like a cast a spell over me and it would be gone, which is like, you're going to think about it. You're going to cop the hell on. But the fact that, you know, I did think like that. And then, yeah. you know, I, I think it's only recently, like in the last two or three years, I don't care anymore. Like it's literally, you know, I used to be quite like high reserved over it. And now, not anymore. Not anymore. I'm just like, whatever. So yeah, I think looking back, my red face and about who I am, big things. Yeah, but I particularly going back to being younger and being gay and in that was not small, but you know, in in a smaller place, like and and you feel that you're alone. I knew you weren't, but like you didn't know you weren't, so you can completely understand how you felt like that. I am every time I go back, like not every time, but like like for a while, I used to download like the dating apps just to see was there somebody my age, and like still to this day, I like I know I know of two. But they've moved out in Navin. And I was like, I don't know anyone my age in Navin who I went to school with. So I was like, was I the only person in my year? Like, was that like, and I don't think I was, you know? Percentage wise, you probably weren't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, just stuff like that, you know? I think that's what I fretted about. And it was like, you know, trying to be cool, trying, because I was very shy up until maybe fifth year. And I started talking, I started chatting, I started having a crack. But I still was like, am I the only person? And even at the stage, I didn't even think I was, you know, I was just like, I'll be fine. It's a phase, it's a phase, it's a phase. I'll be okay. I'll be grand. I'll go to college. I'll get married. I like I thought by 33, I'll have like two kids and a house. I'm like, I am further away from that, you know, than anybody else. Like not dating, don't have kids, don't want kids. Do I want a house? Now you're grand. Like I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's like, what has happened? It's like, I've got everything planned out at 16 and it's completely different. Yeah, like in my head, I I kind of hope and think that nowadays, because sexuality is a lot more fluid and other things appear to be a lot more fluid. In my head, I kind of go, because Maya's eight now, and if if she, you know, whatever she decides she is, she wants to be who who she feels she is, you know, I feel, oh, that should be fine for her. But 
it's easy enough for me to say that now, but chances are even even with that, it would it's still going to be hard. Like, and I chat to her all the time about everything because I want her to feel acceptance and understanding. I just want everything to be normal, you know, for her, for mm-hmm. everything to be normal. For and thankfully, we do have like a, a good few gay friends and lesbian friends and stuff, and so she's a bit more like it's it's it, it is normal to her, you know, that yeah. kind of way. So yeah, I still don't think it's not. Anything that makes you feel you're different or stand out in any way, it's it's not necessarily easy. No matter what people portray it as, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. easy. There's, st- you know, you still will get those moments where you're going, "Oh God!" I, like I know, I know. There's a lot of people I know that would never even think a second of it. Whereas I do. Mm-hmm. I would take a step back sometimes and go, "Right, what's my audience?" And even like little, t- like little, little thing, you know, we, I have a mask, like it's a black mask, but I have one with a pride flag on it that yeah. we give her pride. And I remember the first time I put it on, I was just going into a shop beside work and I went like this and I went, oh no, because, because there's loads of builders around here. And I stopped myself and I was like, fuck. I was like, no. And I put it on and I made sure every day I put it on only yeah. there because I was like, no, hang on a second. I'm not going back to 16 year old me. No. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Like I'm a big enough fella. Like come over to me if you want, you know, I, you know, the, in my head I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm going to, and I did. I remember just taking it off and going, oh, hang on a second. No, no, I'm not getting into that. Not getting into that at all. I'm just so, hilarious because a lot of those builders could be. There there my t-shirt on and you know could be just, just as, as, as i don't want to say just as gay but you know, could be gay too yeah, yeah, anything could yeah. be bi could be who knows what they are yeah. but you know so and hopefully that does become and, and like that's one thing i do notice like as i said i try shouldn't have to normalize anything because everything is normal but you know that's not the way it is and it's like yeah. you know black lives matter and talking more about stuff and you know you, the more you talk about it with a child the more it just is that's it. That that's just yeah, no different to anything else. Yeah. So, um, so like Maya, you know, would be very aware of pride, and we make a big deal of pride. You know, like just you know, I remember the first time she was asking me about it and why, because for her she was kind of like, well, like is every day not just to say, you know, like, and I'm kind of like, well, you know, the way there's like Mother's Day, which celebrates, you know, how great mothers are, and I'm like, well, like pride is celebrating how great, you know, that whole you know people LGBTQ plus community, and then it's all going into the what does that. How many letters, you know, because I'm so aware that I need to be. I think everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if someone is going to be really, you know, oh my God, you can't say that. I'm like, shut up. I was like, everyone makes mistakes. Even I learn new words every day. Everyone learns new words every day. Yeah. You know, I'm in the diversity and inclusion group and work. Like we talk about all the time, you know, like you're, people are like, oh, we're afraid to say this. We're afraid to say that. I'm like, why are you afraid? As long as you're not being racist or homophobic, like it's okay to ask a question. It was like, I ask questions all the time. Like there's a new word every day for the gays. And I'm like, what's that mean? You know, like, and it's not, you know, I, I, like, I would be questioning those things as well. So yeah, like I always tell people, ask as much questions as you like, because otherwise if you don't do that, then that's when you get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. If you kind of, yeah, exactly. If you, if you try and brush everything under the carpet, you know, like kind of, yeah, you do need to know. I actually was listening to uh, Louis through, or Louis Theroux, which does he say he is? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Louis Theroux, I think he says, I don't know, um, talking to Troy Deeney, you know, the Watford captain yeah. yesterday. And, and one of the questions he asks is, like, are you aware of any gay footballers? And Troy Deeney is like, well, there has to be. Do you know, like, it, it, it just like the averages, there has to be in the dressing yeah. rooms. And he's like, well, I know in my dressing room, 
if because he's the captain he's like if, if if somebody came out we would chat about it. and he said I know there'll be questions and some of the questions might be considered a bit silly but they'd be asked to try and make that person more comfortable he said but I know after the few questions and after a week it, it wouldn't make any difference kind of thing mm-hmm. and you hope that that is you hope that that's true you know you wonder yeah. you hope in it is places in most places I think it is I think once yeah. you know I think sometimes people get offended when everyone's like okay that's it. And they're going, oh, you're not giving out. You're not going mad. I think because, you know, like if you're coming out or just say if you're 25, 26, you're coming out, you have a 26 years of your life being yeah. who you are. And you have built up every single scenario in your head. And probably the only scenario you haven't built is the one of, oh. Grant. Yeah, you're grand. <laughs> and that's great. Like, that's great. But it's also something to deal with that you're going, oh, am I not special? <laughs> yeah. You are special. <laughs> that mightn't be what makes you special, but you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of relationships, and uh, tomorrow you have a very big event happening. Yes, I have a TV show out on tomorrow, half nine, or T2. I'm looking forward to it. So it's called Celebrity Pulling with My Parents. Yeah. Um, and it's mad because, again, I used to be so shy about stuff like this. And I said during COVID that from now on, I'm going to put myself out there for stuff like this. You know, like I always, I was telling someone earlier on that whenever I'm on the radio, I always say they, I never say he or she. So I never, because I know some people be like, oh, you're gay. And like other people like, oh my God, yeah, like it's standing out. But I just never, I would never publicly be going like, he said this or he said that. Just first of all, it's, I don't want, like it's not fair on other people, you know, that I'm, you know, putting their names out there. Like, because that's not fair on them. Yeah. It's okay with me, but like it's always been they. So, um, yeah, the TV show come to me and they were like, look, we want you to do a TV show where we get your mom and you go out and you find somebody and your mom will get you somebody. So uh, my show is different to everyone else's. My mom is very shy, very, very shy. So they were like, look, do you know anyone else that wants to do it? Like that would do it, you know, because sometimes you have mother figures or father figures. <laughs> I know uh, Mary McAvoy really well, who plays Biddy from Glen Row. And I know Eunice, who played Fidelma. So I know the two of them separately for two different completely things. And I was like, girls, do you want to come together? And I was like, you can be both my mums or my mom and my aunt, like Hilda and Zelda in uh, <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And they were like, absolutely. So, yeah, they took my phone off me. They went on my dating apps. They uh, found me dates. They coached me. They looked at my profile. They looked at my biography. And it was just like such a roller coaster of chats, conversations. They've both been with partners for 20 years plus so they would never have done dating apps so just trying to you know chat to them about what it was like not what it was like and like as in that oh what was it like but as in like what would you do like how would you approach this looking at all my exes what's wrong with them all you know like was it my fault was it their fault and it's just it was really interesting like it's funny as well like we had the crack all through the summer like the crack was had but uh yeah it was good fun well i was great i was watching the promo yesterday on instagram and i (laughs) you know when you're on when you're on the farm and you're 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 around the hens yes oh god like I didn't even know. I I just said that like messing. I, I was, and then all of a sudden it's on it. And my mom saw that clip, and she, I was beside her. I went home yesterday, and it just went. She went really quiet, and I was like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "It's not going to be all this rude." Now my mom is not a prude at all. So like, calm down there now. I was like, "Don't be worrying about it." And she's like, "No, what the hell?" And I was like, "Look, it's not going to be like that. It's, no. like, it's all funny. Like it's funny." Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to it now. It'll be great fun yeah. to watch. 
So, as I said at the start, you're, um, you're very great. You're very good with charities. You're, you, you often, in my opinion, would be helping out many different charities. I like, I like to, you know, like if there's anything I can do with a charity, I've always said it, you know. And I remember someone said, oh, would you want to get paid? I was like, absolutely not. I was like, anybody, if you have 10 followers, 10,000 followers, 15, if you're working at Butchers, if you're working Tesco, if you're working a radio station, yeah. always give your hand to charity. Oh, you never know. Like I was doing stuff with the matter for the month of August and that was brilliant. Like that was oh, twice a week. I was in the matter twice a week and just seeing like firsthand the stuff they go through and yeah. you know like i was in this war i was in the uh, because of covid and you had to be so careful yeah. uh, where people are given the news that they've got cancer um just, there's like a building and then there's like a glass corridor it's like on the sixth floor i think in the matter fifth floor and then there's another building so like the corridors like there's six big corridors you know glass and this is the top one and you can see a perfect view of Dublin Mountains from the Matter Hospital. And I remember, like, I was, like, just chatting. There was two chairs, like, two chairs you'd see in school. One one side and one the opposite side. I was like, what are they for? And the guys, Angie and uh, Dave, were telling me from the Matter, they were like, when you go into that room, somebody is going to tell you news. And sometimes it's not good. And it's like, the doctor's not going to remember you. The nurse is not going to remember you because they probably have to do this all the time. But you are going to remember yeah. where you sat, who the person was, the time of the clock, the chair, the whatever. And sometimes you just need out. You need to just walk out. And that's what those two chairs are for. So right. you sit down, you look at Dublin, you see the beautiful view of Dublin. And yeah, so like you kind of, you hear stories like that. So when you hear the next time the things, you know, people are raising money for something, you kind of look back and you're going, Wow. Well, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to save 20 quid, maybe that 20 quid will buy a chair. So there's two chairs there. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. I always, I always look at, you know, charity stuff. Like it's always good to help. And like, even if you like, I don't like raising money, but I like just say talking about it. So if people, yeah. I'm terrible at that sort of raising money. I'm like, I'm awful at it. I hate asking people. So if I can get people to raise money and meet saying, Oh, this is happening. Like this month I have. Movember, I'm doing some stuff with Movember and I'm doing some stuff with Mark Pollock. Um, Mark's fantastic. Like Mark's backstory is brilliant. Like he's got run in the dark. It's going to be a couple of million people running and running in the dark yeah. in November. So now I'm supposedly doing a five kilometer run. <laughs> it might be a five kilometer walk. <laughs> I was talking to him yesterday. I was like, come here, Mark, because I usually do the MC for it. So like, there's usually like 10,000 people down by the docks, yeah. maybe 30,000. And I'm like, I've oh, like having the crack in them beforehand. Then they run off. So he's like, look, would you do it? But would you run with them? <laughs> I was like, I'll walk. I was like, I'll walk. And are they able to have it again this year, like in person? Virtually, all virtually, all virtually this year. Next year, that'll be back to normal. Hopefully, yeah. back along the docks again. And it's just fantastic. And what I like about, about Run the Dark is that everyone gets their own T-shirt and it's yellow and they're running around. And it's just great seeing a couple of thousand people like run up the up the quays, across the bridge, down the quays, up by Grand Canal, into Rings End, down Mackin Street. I just think that whole thing is amazing. And like we have done it before. I've done it a few years now. It's been lashing rain. Like I mean lashing. I've been grand because like I have, I have an umbrella, but like seeing people soaked to the skin and they're still doing it because they're doing it for the right reasons. So yeah, yeah I love doing charity stuff. Like anytime someone's like, oh, let's do whatever. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do it. It doesn't bother me. 
Well, it's brilliant that you can help at the minute because so many charities have had to pivot so dramatically yeah. because they can't have a lot of their in-person, you know, events. And so the fact that you can do stuff online for the charities or 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 like over the radio and, and make people more aware because awareness okay money is obviously very important but awareness is very important for the charities as well oh, yeah like i just just one story i know about jigsaw like fm 104 we did stuff with jigsaw and somebody ran into a bit of difficulty that we knew and turns out if it wasn't for fm 104 talking about jigsaw they never knew that service was available so i'm like do you know what if we only raise a 10 euro or 20 euro the fact that we saved someone's life and five or six other lives because of just mentioning this charity jigsaw. So yeah, like I, I think that's you know the, the important thing is that you can you can you can make people aware that these services are that are available rather than you know oh we've raised a million euro or whatever yeah but like tell me where that million euro is gone. Yeah. So like that's the best thing about the matter is that when we were raising money we were walking hundred sorry running a hundred miles in August. I was like, where's the money going? And they were able to say, see those chairs over there. We did one in February. We bought those chairs. See this big machine here. We were be able to buy, like they're buying this machine where like if God forbid someone has cancer, the, you know, the, the doctors are in one room, the patients in the other, and they have a machine, which is like such a small needle. You can't see it with your eye. will be able to go in and help you. And like that stuff, like that's a public hospital. Yeah not funded by the government, not funded by the church. It's an actual public hospital. Yeah. So the fact that they're able to do stuff like that, it's just like, it's class where people are raising money. No, it is. It's absolutely brilliant. I do have one question. I don't really tend to ask too many questions, but I have a definite question for you. So who in FM 104 loves Nelly hot in here? <laughs> so we have a thing. We we actually spend a lot of time on our music. So I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. That's why I'm wondering who else loves it. We, and like, we don't get to pick. So we put music music surveys all, yeah. around, all around Dublin every two weeks. And that song just always seems to be picked out. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people sometimes are like Ed Sheeran. I'm like, oh, that's because it's number one in Dublin. Like if you look at Spotify, yeah. those type of songs are number one. And like, we play the number one songs that are in oh. Dublin for 25, 34 years, I think. 25 to 40, I think. But yeah, um, but the, now, yeah, there's a couple of songs like that that people go, oh yeah, Nelly Hot in here. Eminem is another one as well. Give me another one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so not really your demographic. I'm too old. But I, I get out of here. No, <laughs> so is, what, uh, just one thing that probably would stand out for anyone who's followed you on social media or listened to you over the last while is your sea swimming. Would that be something that current... Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. I, I would say, so I used to be a lifeguard. Well, trained to be a lifeguard when I was 17. And I just, then I went to college then. So I never, I, I actually was going to keep it up in college and I joined Manute's swimming team. And I thought I was a great swimmer. Oh my God. <laughs> like, and I was like, I ain't going back here ever again. So I kind of, during lockdown, I got so I kind of wanted, you know, I was so bored and I, I, I find, you know, especially at FM 104, when you come in here, it's like, I want to get a bus and drive it through, drive it through a window. Mm-hmm. They're like, right, how much money do you need? How do we do it? And once you can justify, you can do it. But because of COVID, everything's no, no, no. I, like literally everything was no. Yeah. And just, well, it was COVID. You, you couldn't do yeah. anything. So um, I just one day, I just felt like, I just, you know, you just feel 
crazy. I just don't know what was wrong with me. Right. I went for a walk and I saw people sea swimming. I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump into the sea. So next day I went out, jumped into the sea and it was freezing. Yeah. Whatever it was. Great night's sleep the next night. Felt brilliant. And I just, I just kept it up. Now I could not stand underneath a cold shower for the life of me. But uh, yeah, about three, three days a week, I go out to sea point or I go to the 40 foot and jump into the water and like I could jump in it for three minutes could be five minutes could be ten minutes and yeah you just feel like I mean so good afterwards now I don't wear my dry robe anywhere else bar getting from the sea to the car and the car to the sea uh yeah I know people were slagging people off wearing I was like oh no I have one but I was like I don't I was like it's to keep me warm it's the only thing I'm sorry but like they are expensive so if you decide you're going to spend money on that coat wear it wherever you want would be my opinion on it I'm you know where where I live and you know I see a lot of dry robes um and you see them up Kalini Hill in the dry robes and I'm like yep more power to you that cost you an absolute fortune wear it away yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there was this big I think half of it was jokey but I think half of it was probably people being a bit serious like the dry robers versus the non-dry robers yeah, like I, I, as you said, you're like, I would laugh about stuff like that. But yeah, I remember one day I wore one and someone came over to me and was like, said something really bad to me. I was like, hang on a second. I was like, I am freezing. I've just been in that water for 30 minutes. I was like, get away from me. So yeah, no, I, I don't understand the people who like, well, like, why would you give out about stuff like that? Like people just have little to be given out about. Why would you give out about half the stuff people give out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, and, and definitely that's, the downside of social media, the, yeah. the massive downside of social media is that everyone feels they can make a comment or have, and everyone can have a voice, but that doesn't mean you control and be mean and comment on absolutely everything that anybody does. People love giving out. Like, and it's, it's mad because back in the day, you used to, you used to ring, like we used to have a radio show here <laughs> and you used to ring our radio show 98 had one, 2FM at Jerry Ryan. And like they were, you know, you'd ring them and you'd give out. And like those shows don't work anymore. How would Joe does? Well, Joe's does because it's the older demo. Exactly. We like listening to it. <laughs> but the likes of like us, yeah. you know, we, we don't have that show anymore. We have another show in about three years, four years. Because the problem is if you have an issue now, you pick up your phone, you go on Twitter and you give out and you've got it off your chest. You're like, oh. <gasps> And then people can argue with you, can argue back with them. But, but like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you didn't have that. So you rang radio stations yeah. and you went berserk about things. And like it was perfect for its time. I'd love to see it back, but it won't because. But if you're so careful now. I just think, I, I, I do think people, people can say things a lot quicker when it's not in part, you know, like even yeah. on the radio show where I know you know, it's not fully anonymous, but it is. People give wrong names and whatever. Um, you know, if it's not actually you saying it, as in Emma is saying it to Crossy, then mm, I think people yeah. can say stuff that they shouldn't or write stuff that they shouldn't and don't realise the repercussions of what they say and do. So, yeah, I can see. Yeah, like I have like, I have seen a couple of Twitter storms over the past few years. Yeah. I touch wood, I've never been in one myself, but I have seen stuff where the person who's getting cancelled is completely in the right and you see people who just hear things like I could go on and say the sky is blue outside yeah. and it's actually dark and people will you know to retweet me comment on me yeah. defend me and I'm like I'm lying and you've just yeah. retweeted it so that's what I don't like I always see if I ever see you know something trending online 
I'll always be in my head going, I'd love to know what the four, like five sides of the story, six sides of the story, because I guarantee you most of them are all different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing I always say. There's three sides to everything. Like there's always. your side, my side, and actually what's happening. Yeah. 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 Like it's exactly. never we always skew it our own way, you know, like everybody <laughs> does that, but there's always yeah. actual middle ground, which very few people actually are able to get to. And unfortunately, if we were able to get to that a bit more, life would be a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. When you when you Google you, a couple of things come up, but one thing that comes up is there's a website for a I think it's like it's it's an English language school and um it's a Kenyan English language school and under the heading in interpreting things Dubliners say they use your name as an example of nicknames like so you're you know you're famous in Kenya I never knew that there you go. <laughs> is gonna come up as like oh my god you never know that is hilarious yeah so nicknames, oh my God, probably, yeah, because when I first started out in 104, they had a Tomo, Tommy, and a Tom on the on the breakfast show. They're like, we cannot have a Thomas. I was like, I don't know if we have three, if we had four, we're screwed. Yeah. So they're like, what's your surname? And I was like, Cross. And they were like, oh, it's a bit uncool, isn't it? And I was like, oh, thanks very much. So they like, dropped the E and put the Y at the end of it. And yeah, that's how it all happened. Like, it's very, really strange. And like, very few people call me Thomas these days. Like, very few. So, like, if I was walking down the street and someone shouted Thomas, I'd never look. I'd never look. I just because, like, nobody calls me that. Like, if it was back in Avon, I'd look because yeah. that's, you know. But, yeah, it's very strange. My mom calls me Thomas. So, so it yeah. wasn't actually your nickname growing up. No, absolutely not. It was, it was, was my media name, lovey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was 21. 21, 22, 21. Yeah. That's 21. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I would think about when it comes to you are your friends. So, you know, do, do you feel that over the last few years you've kind of developed a really good kind of set of friends or do you feel like you've always had that? Yeah, like I'm very, like I would be quite, you know, have a very small group of friends, always have, you know, like I just, I'd rather, like I, I know a load of people, but like I'd have a small group of friends and I just think it's way better, you know, and you can kind of shoot the breeze at them, you can have the crack with them, you can have, you know, the serious conversations with them. But like I know loads of people, I get on with loads of people, have to crack with loads of people, go for pints with loads of people. But I would have a quite, yeah, a very, very small number of friends. And like, yeah, and it's great. Like sometimes you don't even see them one year after the next, but when you're with each other, you have to crack, you can chill out, you can have fun. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's way better. I, I do. I really do. I think as you get older, that that tends to happen organically anyway, in, in that like you do have you have all these acquaintances and, and like, you know, friendships as such. But you, you do end up only with a certain amount of of proper friends, like, you know, people, you know, you could turn to for any reason, for the happiest or the saddest of reasons, you know, or for like just or as you said yourself, somebody that you might not get to like you just don't as you get older, whatever, for whatever reason, you don't have as much time you know, to, to give over. To, to yeah, it's the time. Yeah, it's just the, the time. time. How is it? Adulting is just so time consuming. It's mad. Like, yeah, what was, what show was I watching recently? I was watching some show recently and they were talking about that. I think it was Friends, the reunion. And they said Friends would never work now because when Friends was on, they were in a certain time of their life where, Okay, one of them had, two of them had a kid, but they were coming to the end of that chapter of their life. <laughs> so they said friends would never work now because they could, they're all married and they're yeah. all living elsewhere and they all, you know, 
And I kind of find that, you know, about your friends is that when they start getting, like, I was at four, four weddings in one month in September. And I was like, oh my God, never thought you'd get married. Oh my God, you got married. Never thought you'd get married either. And you're kind of looking, you're kind of going, oh my God, I'm on my own here. Everybody else is with a partner. And I'm like, oh shit, what's happening? <laughs> then I'm like, you know what? I don't care. It was like, I feel 23, 24. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it all happens when it's meant to happen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jesus. Like we all stress about all these things, and, yeah. and, and I'm a terrible worrier. And I would, I would always think twenty steps ahead, or I would always have. And now, and that's one thing I suppose the pandemic has, has a lot of people. You kind of you're trying to come back to you know, like be present. Yeah, yeah. Now and you know, and and you can't really change a lot of things that have, you can't change anything that's happened in the past and you, you can't fully impact on a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the future. So just yeah. enjoy where you are now. No, you're I'm smart. Well and good me saying that now, but yet like later on this evening, I'll be stressing about something that's still <laughs> in a few weeks. But I try, I try to be a bit yeah. like that. No, I know. I, I went to a fortune teller before. My friend wanted to go and it's not my thing at all. Not my buzz at all. But I went just for the crack and he, he actually did say that. He was like, look, you live your life with you looking at yourself living it where you should be living it in yourself and enjoying it, taking it in, having the crack. Yeah. And I think I've tried to start doing that. Just go, no, I'm just going to enjoy this now. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Instead of looking at it going, oh my God, what just happens? Whatever happens? What if I go here? What if I go there? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at, and uh, I'm, I'm, my, uh, my eight-year-old is worries a little bit as well. And she totally gets it from me. And I'm trying to, like, it's all well and good. As once again, me saying to her, "Don't worry," and she's looking at me going, "But, mummy, you're the biggest worrier I know." And I'm like, "Oh." So now I'm trying not to ever act worried around her. It's like, no, no, nothing. No, I'm not worried at all. Yes, you're, you're climbing up that rock, and it's muddy, and you might slip. No, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. So I'm trying my hardest not to be. And I have to oh. say, having Maya has has definitely brought me back to the here and now an awful lot more I suppose with kids you just you just are and then I think just as I said the pandemic has done it for so many people because we could only do what we could do you know like it very much pared back our lives which in, in one way was horrendous but I think we will look back and certain aspects of it will be of course yeah like I know Brennan's bread and bachelor's beans and was there someone else it was like loads of things that you would have liked in the 80s and 90s food wise that have upped in now because now people were at home and, you know, they were going back to cooking lunches instead of going to the shop and they were able to go, you know, what? I haven't had baked beans and toast in ages and like little things like that. So, yeah, I think people did kind of name like look at the in the grand scheme of things that they were doing things simpler they were staying in they were cooking dinners they weren't they were saving money I don't think I saved money but look (laughs) (laughs) so much cooking and when I look at my particularly my Revolut because you know you'd only have your phone and you'd be tapping particularly look at that it's just like food coffee food coffee coffee food (laughs) literally how much money did I actually spend (laughs) food and coffee over the last 18 months I wouldn't like to actually put it together because it would be ridiculous and you're kind of it was the one time when you could order lots of takeaways and get lots of things and say I'm I'm supporting local (laughs) local (laughs) particularly me being in you know the wellness and health and fitness you know people kind of go whatever like you know and I used to be far more into making my own Nutellas you know my clean Tellas and all that now I'm kind of going oh 
whatever. But <laughs> yeah, but like I, I'd be kind of like, oh no, I'm just supporting local when I get these nachos, and I'm just supporting local when I get this pizza. <laughs> it, that's actually a great one. What was the lie you told yourself during COVID? <laughs> supporting local, great, yeah. And another thing that comes up for you, and I just think it was the the um the J Lo photo shoot that you recreated. Oh my god, yeah. So. Again, like I always do these type of things because sometimes like if, if I feel like myself that I don't feel confident about myself and I see something like this, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the piss out of myself now, push myself out there. And even though nobody will be taking the piss out of me, I'm going to take the piss out of myself before someone else does. So with the JLo one, and I did one as well that came up the other day on my timeline. Was it Miss Ireland or Miss Universe or Miss World? Remember when there was a girl walking up topless on Harcourt Street and a guy fell off the bike behind? I recreated that as well. So like, I just, I'm like, look, laugh, make it funny, you know, have the crack. And I think that's, you know, with the JLo thing, I just was like, you know what, screw it. Let's see. What, let's see. And I remember in here, they were like, that's not going to work. And I was like, it will. You're going to make someone laugh. <laughs> It's not going to be on air. It'll be online. Bit of crack. Move on and ever. So yeah, that's what that was. It's very funny though. No, it is. It's hilarious. And and I love that you uh, like kind of do you've you've a great level of body positivity. Um, and yes. you're probably sitting there going, "No, I don't." But like, I'm somebody who would be the total opposite. And you know, I love that now people, even a few years younger than me, are are kind of like way better at at that. Like, I I would still suffer terribly with kind of you know like body issues and all that and like I'm in my 40s I shouldn't care like you know but yeah there is there there is a thing no there is and like I I think I would have that as well but I would I would you know because of past experiences of me not wanting to put myself forward I would throw myself at it and I'll be like oh my god what the hell have I done but I do it because I'm trying to you know shock myself constantly shock myself (laughs) no it's great yeah yeah it's a really weird way so would there be anything else that you would tell younger crossy oh god i i I think i think would probably be like just i think for myself you know it's like i hate when people say it's always gonna work out but i think you know there's been times where i've worried about things so much that i've been like oh god i put caught myself in a spin thinking that you know by the time I'm 21, I'll be this. By the time I'm 25, I'll be this. By the time I'll be 30, I'll be this. By the time I'm 35, I'll be this. And I've just realized that, you know, you do what, do whatever way you want to do it, you know? like, And I think that's, I probably tell myself that you're probably not going to have a normal life like everyone else, you know? Like you're, like I see all my friends, they're all married and have kids and they're settled down. And I'm like, oh, hi. I was like, I don't have that, you know? And I, like, I used to be sad about that, but now I'm like, you know what? No, I was like, I can go out for dinner if I want. I can go meet my friend for a pint if I want. I can go to the gym if I want. And it's okay to be on your own. You know, I've started to like that. You know, I think it was about, you know, I remember there was one night I was at home in the house. I was watching the late late. I was having a nice little glass of red wine. And I was alone. Mm -hmm. I was lonely. Does that make sense? I was like. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a difference between being alone and being Yeah, yeah. I I was alone and I was lonely. I was like. I was like. I was like. I, I just want to be hang around with somebody. And I was like, there was nobody to hang around with. And I got really kind of like, Jesus. So it's like all these followers on Instagram and all that, you know, and I was like, not one person here to have a pint with or to have a drink with and have a chat with. And I think I said from then on, and I was like, right, I need to start getting used to, you know, being on my own. So and it's a, it was a, I think that for myself, is, you know, like, it's okay. Like, you're going to be on your own. You're going to be on your own. Grant, whatever. Deal with it. What can you do? Where can you go? 
you know, will you go on holidays on your own? Will so you, you go on holidays on your own? I'm going to very soon, I think. I've never done it before. Yeah. But I think, I think I need to, yeah, like I'm going back properly, hopefully to work this weekend to do my gig. So I think maybe in January, I might go on a weekend away somewhere, just you yeah. know, chill out, have the crack. And I think, you know, I go for dinner on my own quite a bit, or I go for a pint on my own just because I'm like, why would do I have to wait for somebody? Like, why? what's the point? So yeah, I think for, I think that would be, you know, a thing that I'd probably tell myself it's okay to be on your own. Like, it's okay. You can just say, no, I'm not going out tonight. No, I'm not going here. Yeah. No, I'm just going to stay in. Yeah. And you're better off. You're way better off. Yeah. We were in, when we were in Ibiza town, um, when we were in Ibiza there a few, well, August, whenever it was, there was, we were sitting in a restaurant in Ibiza town and this woman, a young um, woman came and she sat down at a table in a restaurant and I just assumed ah sure someone's coming to sit with her because you just do you know particularly somewhere yeah. like that because you feel but no she just sat there and she watched Ibiza town go by and she had her couple of glasses of wine and her pasta and she would just seem so content and happy and I was like fair play to her yeah yeah I would I would put my hat off to her like I that's what I I think I want to start getting comfortable doing is that yeah. sort of stuff like I went for brunch the other day on my own I went to Metro Cafe had eggs and eggs and bacon sat there and watched the world go by and it was lovely it was really nice it was like yeah this yeah I do love doing that sometimes just being able to sit and watch the world go by it just and you, you don't do that if you're really with I mean you know you don't I obviously don't do it with Maya because you know, I feel a bit bad <laughs> watching the world go by like so um, but yeah. Yeah, it is nice just to yeah, it is. And now that there is activity again, you know, now that stuff is happening you again. You can see everything and you can look at everything. And yeah, oh no, I love it. I love it. But yeah. I only ever, I didn't even go on holidays on my own. I, I went to Australia in a relationship and left not in the relationship. <laughs> it was a six-year relationship. Like it wasn't like it was a, you know, it was a long enough one. Yeah. And we had both together booked to come back through Fiji and Hawaii and all this kind of stuff. And I was there and I was kind of going, I could just go home, Do you know, like, I mean, I, I stayed on in Australia after we, because we split up like not that long after we got there. And um, I stayed on and I did all the traveling around Australia with friends, but the coming home bit, it was like, what will I do? And I kind of just weighed it up and I said, I don't know if I'll ever get to Fiji or Hawaii again. Do you know, they're like literally the other side yeah. of the world um, and a lot harder to get to from Ireland than from Australia. And I kind of went, right, do you know what? I'm going to do it now. I booked into a hotel in Fiji because, well, A, I'd had enough hostels in Australia. I just, I'm not a hostel, but I am not no, am I. <laughs> at all. Um, like yeah, Alan Carr on his, on his travel podcast, one question he asked is like honeymoon suite or hammock. I'm like, always honeymoon suite. <laughs> always. Yeah. It will never be hammock ever. Yeah. Like the most disgusting thing. Sorry, I'm totally segueing, but in um, a hostel in Australia, I was staying in the bottom no, the top bunk and there was a guy in the bottom bunk and you know we got in late enough and I went to get in to my bed and I slipped in his vomit <gasps> and I just that was it for me that yeah. was, I did have to stay a few more places but I was like when I get away from Australia I am never staying in hostel again so I booked into a hotel in Fiji and I actually had a, a decent ish time one very not so great experience but other than that a decent time there relaxing a little bit on my own met a few people booked into a hotel in Hawaii but I was staying longer in Hawaii and I found it didn't really meet anyone so I did book into another hostel but I got a kind of a better room but um yeah that's the only time then I went to San Francisco and LA and I went a few places on my own and that's the only time in my life I've ever done it but I kind of feel like it's liberating. it's liberating. yeah 
And it's look, you're still you're still yourself, and yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, I know somebody who does it all the time, and I'm like, you know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to know, you know, have your you know your evenings in afterwards. You know, go for a lovely glass of wine, dinner. If you want to go to a club, go to a club. Grand. And you've got your phone now, so like it's not going to be you're on your own. You can still yeah. talk to people. It's so, a little bit better now. And as you yeah, said, you've got yeah. your dating apps. They, they translate to the other countries. So if you really wanted company, you could always get it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think I think for my younger, yeah, I think I need to, you know, be more happy on my own. I will be more happy on my own and be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, but do you know, also the fact that you have some great friends like close by and stuff. You know, yeah. And I think as we get older, one thing you kind of realise is... <laughs> You feel bad sometimes leaning on friends. But then I think, as you said, you have a few friends and you realize the people that you can, you yeah. know, it needs be the people that you can kind of, you know, go to and say, oh, I'm feeling a bit whatever, Do you know, like a bit lonely or a bit. Definitely. Oh, I, I need I need a, I need to vent or I need, you know, I need, to, <laughs> yeah, I need a glass of wine all the time. You know, you, you can definitely do that. So it's great to yeah. have some people. Well, love crossing. I just want to say. Thank you so much for chatting to me about this. Um, I was like, Jesus, like, I didn't feel, I feel like 10 minutes we were chatting away. It was great. When I was like sitting down to, to come up with people to chat to, I kind of was like, A, I, find it, I found it quite easy to chat to some of the other people because I know them quite well. And whilst I've met you and I would have had chats to you, I don't really know you. Yeah. I was like, do you know what? He just comes across to me as one of the <laughs> nicest people and he's funny and and I just and you were so kind to say yes so thank you oh, so God, much. Geez, absolutely anytime anytime it was good it was really nice show I like you know to sit back sometimes just chat and just have the crack and everything but yeah it's been amazing thank you so much for inviting me thank you so much and chat to you soon cheers thank you so much for listening to a little foresight if you enjoyed it please share with others and like and subscribe If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to A Little Forsyth. If you enjoyed it, please share with others and like and subscribe. If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe.